This podcast was brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on Sirius XM. Well, let's shift gears a little bit and talk about like creative branding strategies. So mm-hmm. there's a couple things that have happened, like the new Coke thing on, what was it, on Netflix? Netflix, Netflix. Yeah. more yeah. streaming stuff, yeah. Yeah, that, that, and maybe you can talk about that, or Taco Bell opening a new hotel, or like, I mean, these are clearly branding kinds of plays, very different than traditional advertising. Yeah, the the Taco Bell one is, um, <laughs> I, I feel like Taco Bell was pretty early to the punch in a lot of these experiential, uh, very, like, immersive experience-led marketing activations. Oh, wow. But those have become uh, so popular at this point that I feel like maybe they're feeling pressure to to up the ante a little bit. So, yeah, (laughs) later this summer, they are uh, opening a a hotel and resort in Palm Springs, California. Wow. Um, And when they say opening a (laughs) hotel... Is that from Middle America, too? I mean, who's going to I don't know who that is. People who really love Taco Bell, I guess. Yeah, you know, Peter, we're, we're, we do radio. I wish you could see Barbara's face right now. It's just, I mean, the, the, it's so, it's cringing, and it's just like... I can't the, even picture I know, right? Taco Bell. But maybe that's, that's, the, that's the genius of it, right? Maybe it's like, I, I got to go see what this is, right? right. I mean, maybe that's yeah. part of it, yeah. I um well yeah I mean there there's just from the description sauce packet floaties so all the whole the whole works or you can get um, salon art and fades inspired by oh, Taco wow. Bell but it's one of these things where you know if they just came out of the blue and did this mm. I think people mm-hmm. would uh, you know scratch their heads and go why would I not just go to a normal hotel um, but <laughs> right, they have, exactly yeah slowly over the years um, just kind of inched their way towards something like this. Mm. Um, so, wow. you know, little pop-up activations here and there. They did a partnership with Airbnb in Canada a few years ago where you could rent out a Taco Bell, uh, like, restaurant location for the night. Oh, wow. Um, that, now that sounds there. fun. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. And That's then there's cool. the whole, um, there's sort of premium <laughs> cantina locations. It started in Las Vegas, but they offer stuff like wedding services. Oh, jeez. Um, so <laughs> wow. I think the, the people the who work Bell in there... Wedding. Yeah, their marketing department are With probably Elvis. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're they cannabis customers. Yeah, that's right. That's right. People. Yeah, but that, I think I mean, if you want to pull in Elvis, that'd probably be more like fried chicken, though, right? <laughs> oh, I'm here all week. Thank you. Thank you very much. Another yum brand. Yeah, right, right. Interesting, interesting. But I think the idea, the notion that you know, trying to create—I mean, this is very much consistent with having to reimagine. You know how the customer experience is going to play out, and, and right. retail changing, right, Peter? And so you, we're—I mean, it's just going to be. I mean, is it going to get just crazier and crazier? Where these ideas are just going to get so. It's also brand identity. Stuff, absolutely, though, like, absolutely. You know, and to his point, I mean, this is apparently on brand for Taco. I mean, I'm more of a Chick Fil A guy, so <laughs> I don't—I don't really keep up with Taco Bell. But it sounds like this is kind of their this sort of irreverent, sort of edgy. Yeah, you know, they do this stuff apparently. Yeah, absolutely. I think the the trap that more marketers are falling into is that Taco Bell. Again, like organically kind of found this, like they said, maybe we'll do this. And people came to it and then they said, well, why don't we try wedding services? And people came to it. They weren't coming out the gate going, hey, you can get married at a Chick-fil-A. It wasn't their starting pitch. They saw a clear, really dedicated fan base. I think the issue that's happening now is... Other brands look to cut Taco Bell and they see the success they've had with this stuff and they go, well, why aren't we doing that? And mm-hmm. um, I, I can't remember. I saw something, but the, the focus on activations over 
just normal brand building, like your standard brand building, making sure people like your brand before you go and do this crazy stuff is not only leading to this huge uptick in volume for these types of things, but it's not playing out the way other people expect it will. Um, so they see the Taco Bell success, they want to replicate it. Um, but it's a tough thing to pull off. And it's yeah. a lot more work and consideration than it might seem like it does mm-hmm. on paper. Mm-hmm. So do you know um, a failure? Uh, off the top of my head, not necessarily. There's a great article that was written in the New York Times, though. I forget the um, reporter's name, but she spent the entire summer last summer uh, basically on sort of leave to just go to as many pop-up activations as she could have. Oh, wow. And she cool. said it was the most, like, dis- depressing experience of her life. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, because so many of them are so samey, and they don't differentiate from each other, and it's just, you know, show up here, take a picture for Instagram, and mm-hmm. leave, and it's actually... That's got to be a trend that's going to go away someday. I mean, that Instagram stuff, I don't know. Right. Um, <laughs> and it's just, it's the, it's the, it's the glut of volume and the lack of quality control. And, uh, you know, marketers... And the lack are, of sense. Yeah. <laughs> <There's some laughs> that. Um, but, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how well the Taco Bell Hotel does. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's just... Uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how the, the space shapes up, for sure. Have you been following... And I don't want to put you in the spot if you haven't, but have you been following the Foot Locker stories, what they're trying to do with their new Foot Lockers? Uh, not necessarily, no. Oh, okay, because that's more retail dive, I guess. But they right. were doing things where they're focusing on young people, and they're opening up power footlocker stores, and you know, trying. Then one of them is going to come to Philly, so I'm super uh, excited. Well, sorry, about but that. so what is a power footlocker? Well, they store? do things like scavenger hunts or things oh, that are really wow. focusing on, like it, you know, I think one of them, the original one, was in Detroit. Then uh-huh. they went to L.A. Okay, so really going after the street culture and I see. like the Nike kind of because footlocker is big with Nike. Right, so right. and Nike's been doing a a lot of really interesting things. Yeah. Um, yep. So, do you have is Nike something you follow? Then Nike is something I follow um, when they when they have uh, yeah sort of the less um, you know the the more sort of digitally oriented campaigns. Um, so they um, recently partnered with with Fortnite um, on a on a you know sort of quote unquote sneaker drop. Uh, their first exclusive digital sneaker drop where oh, wow. um, the Fortnite, the video game, uh, you just you don't get a physical pair of shoes, but you pay money um, <laughs> to have your character in the game. Wow. 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 Um, wow. And, of course. You know, <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Ron Berman, do you, I mean, this is like the kids, right? You're teaching yeah. these kids and you're like, wow. My, my, my friends do that. I'm, that. I'm not <laughs> talking about the kids. Okay. The students, we'll call them that. Let's call them I'm, the I'm shocked that they're reading, so I'm giving them that that's yes. awesome yeah, right but, <laughs> but are, are they are they looking for this kind of stuff i mean this all the is time. A, all the time all like the time. just please Digi- ha- digital products digital products it is in their games yeah. like wow yeah. me so you know even sitting and watching someone else play a game mm-hmm. for hours someone else is playing you're just so watching. you're the audience for someone else audience. playing a game yeah, it's a big giant industry interesting giant industry huge yeah P- peter adams how much are people paying for these virtual sneakers so the um, but they're Jordans. <laughs> are, are they? Uh, the classic uh, Air Force One. Air Force One. Uh, oh, they went I with think the I have a pair. Oh, maybe I should virtualize it. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. They're probably worth a lot of money. So, yeah. Well, so that's the thing, right? It's like it's not even a new sneaker. It's like the classic black and red colorway <laughs> Jordans. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the skins go for, um, you know, 
so, so the thing to know about note about Fortnite is you don't actually pay for the game. It is a free game, mm-hmm. right? But it makes a ton of money because it sells these exclusive. They're called character skins, and um, they're priced between. Uh, I think it's like thirteen and 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 twenty dollars roughly. Uh-huh. Um, so so yeah, I mean people will pay that much uh, to uh, to have their character wear a fake pair of digital <laughs> wow. ones. What's what's not clear when that story first broke. Um, is whether Nike is getting a split from the revenue mm. um, or whether it's just a, an awareness play. Because you think about, um, like what you said with Foot Locker, like really eager to reach young kids or, or, or like millennials and stuff like that um, and trying to think of new marketing strategies to do that. You know, Fortnite is where teens are spending their time. They're not watching <laughs> as much TV. So how do you do that if you see the guy you're playing against in Fortnite wearing Air Force Ones? That could be a, a pretty powerful brand awareness play, and maybe Nike isn't even looking to get any revenue from it. Oh, yeah, just for the brand. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. That's maybe, actually great branding. That's fantastic right. branding. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Wharton can get in there. Yeah, what do you think? that's true. <laughs> like, you know, like, like, yeah. little characters in Fortnite can go to the Wharton school and, like, and, you know. Uh, marketing class. Marketing class. That's <laughs> yeah. right. Professor Berman's class. You can take it. It's very expensive. It's 13 bucks, but, you know, for that's one class. You, you so. did, but it's not that far off, right? Right. I mean, it's, it is an amazing way that marketers have this ability to kind of innovate and figure out new ways to make us kind of, you know, live out our... Because it's identity, right? I mean, you're, sort of, you're a character. Yeah. It's your virtual identity. It's like, why, why not be cool in this world? But it's yeah. interesting. Right? Both All of this is like the shopping has changed a yeah. lot. Mm-hmm. You buy online for most stuff, so you only go to the store for experiential things. Right. And your advertising is no longer linear TV, right? So, right, right. So the experience and what you're doing is really different now. Totally different. Yeah. Yeah. So it makes sense that the advertising, the brand dollars are going to go in different ways. Totally makes sense. So what else is going on in marketing? Anything? Is there any big news today? Uh, today? Well, this is sort of related to, to what we were talking about with, with um, Target and Walmart is LinkedIn, um, sort of a quieter player in the digital advertising space, um, yeah, acquired uh, this ad tech firm called Drawbridge. Hmm. Um, and it's, I imagine, the same sort of motivation that, that Target and Walmart have at the, at the moment right now is you know, the, there's a there's a real demand um, for for sort of alternatives to to Google and Facebook as they continue um, to to get hammered with all these right. public image crises mm-hmm. and concerns over transparency. And I think uh, this is the reason why you're seeing a lot of people across different categories. So retail, I mean, LinkedIn is predominantly a, a networking platform. It's B2B yeah, stuff. HR, so, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I think a lot of, uh, and you know, LinkedIn's owned by Microsoft, um, which isn't a huge yeah. advertising player, but it does own, um, you know, Bing and then a few other products that generate, you know, a not inconsiderable amount of revenue. So I think, you know, you're going to see more mm-hmm. people uh, sort of smell an opportunity here. Um, and so I, the drawbridge acquisition is didn't make huge waves. Uh, it was kind of uh, buried in a, in a company blog post, but it is... Something. Yeah, that that's pretty buried. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need a marketing dive to go in right. there to find that. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Well, that's pretty cool. Well, Peter Adams, thank you so much for being with us tonight. It's great to have you. And okay. I really hope you'll come back again with more news. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Peter. And if you're yep. interested in keeping up with Peter, head to marketingdive.com or follow him on Twitter at patchadams03. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.